did you get the fridge there? I did. Great. Levels on the fridge. Levels on the fridge. On the ice machine refilling. Solid. All right. Hey, I'm Liza. And I'm Mike. We're a married couple with too many DVDs. 1,321 to be exact. Look, physical media is great, but we definitely don't need 1,321 DVDs. No, we don't. So we started this podcast where every other week we choose two movies to watch and discuss. And when we're done, we can only keep one. This This is DVD DVD Deathmatch. Hello. Hello. What's up? Not much. How we doing? We doing good. We doing good. We doing good. We doing good, baby. Um, <laughs> Psycho week? Yeah. Let's go. Psycho week. Do we have any topics at the top, though, before we get her going here? Uh, I don't know. I mean... Oh, okay. <laughs> did you? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of what I've watched recently. We are going to the movies this weekend. We are. To see Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. We truly are with the girly pops. Yeah, we, we bought tickets for both, for all of us, all four of us. For we're gonna all go. four of us. And uh, not realizing that it's like a two hour, 40 minute experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, I don't know that the... I don't. First of all, I don't know that the six-year-old wants to go at all. <laughs> she wants. To, she'll have fun. Like you said, we were buying these tickets, and she was like, "Nah," and I was like, "She, there's no way." Like, because we could have like gotten a sitter or yeah, you know gotten yeah. her play date or something. Right. But like, she would have been pissed if we like went to a movie we without all, her. We all went to something fun without her. She yeah. would not have been happy. So. Um, so we were like, well, I remember I said to her when we bought the tickets, I was like, I want you to think about like the day and all of us going to a movie and you not going. Right. Are you going to be okay with that? And she was like, you know what? Let, I want to yeah. go. And she'll have fun. She, she will. Let, knows Taylor Swift. She likes Taylor Swift. It's fine. It'll be great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It so is going to be long, but we'll see. It's going to be long. It'll be great. Yeah. We're going to go to that movie. Yep. I also got us tickets to see... Speaking of long movies. Oh, boy. Killers of the Flower Moon, baby, a week oh. from Friday. Oh. Very excited about that. By oh, the time boy. you hear this, no, this will come out before we've seen Killers of the Flower Moon. But I'm very excited. Yeah. That'll be great. Yeah. It's three hours, 40 minutes. Oh, my God. That's so long. <laughs> Why are movies so long? Now, I know I have said so many times. That so movies, many times. Movies need to be shorter, 90 minutes, perfect length, all that stuff. It's true. And there are many movies that I feel this way about. Martin Scorsese can do whatever he wants. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is how I feel about it. I'm totes. like, earn the right. Totes, totes. Great. That's my topic at the top. I love that. Does that make me a hypocrite? Sure. Well. Great. It makes you a Scorsese apologist is what it does. Yes. I'll take that what label it does. all day yeah, long. Totally. Um, can't wait for this movie. <laughs> all right. Let's get into this. Shall we? Let's do it. Okay, as we said, our movies today are Psycho 2 and Psycho 3. That's right. Which, who knew they existed? (laughs) Guess what, baby? There's also a Psycho 4, but we're not covering that today, so don't get excited. Yeah. Um, We're going to start, if only to make Michael's brain okay, with Psycho 2. (laughs) From 1983, directed by Richard Franklin. Can I stop it for a second here? No. 
and say... He's doing it anyway, folks. This is like the... This is a big event for our podcast because we choose these randomly. It's true. And And this this was a random pick. Like, I know it feels like... Listen, it feels like it's not possible that this was a random pick. And also, like, I'm going to be honest with you guys. All right? Truth-telling time. There have been a couple of times when we have picked a movie... And both of us were like, we don't want to watch that. <laughs> so we picked another movie at random. That's never happened. It has it has happened. But this was not this one of lies. those times. This was not one of those times. We picked Psycho 3 and then it picked Psycho 2. It's true. So and that's. I just want to stop for a second. Crazy and acknowledge town. how crazy that is. Oh my God. For our randomly selected movie podcast. Crazy um, town. Siri was on one that day. Yeah. So Psycho 2 and Psycho 3. Yes. It's going to be an interesting experiment. Let's just see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, as I'm so sorry, as always, if you want, you can check out, I think it's episode 10 of DVD Deathmatch, that, where we did Psycho versus Orphan. We did. So if you want to pregame for this episode. <laughs> well, it's scroll, too late now. They're already listening to this episode. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> you scroll back. You listen to. I pull the car over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pull your car into a ravine <laughs> as your body. Whip out your portable DVD player. Right, as your body, as life leaves your body. <laughs> you listen to that podcast. All right, great. Oh, my God. Anyway, as I was saying, Psycho 2, 1983, directed by Richard Franklin. IMDb summary is, after 22 years of psychiatric care, Norman Bates attempts to return to a life of solitude, but the specters of his crimes and his mother continue to haunt him. So many specters. So many specters of his crime. Yeah, that's that's not a bad summary. It's not bad. No. Um, I wish it didn't say, and his mother, though. Yeah. Because it feels like that's a spoiler alert, almost. Like, just leave it. Sure. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. You know what I'm saying? You know what else Richard Franklin directed? What? The Blue Lagoon. Oh, shit. Yeah. That movie is great. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Weren't they like, isn't that, weren't they like underage in that movie? Like, isn't it like a crime? That Uh, movie? Oh, I don't remember. And also, I know that Brooke Shields has since, like, I don't think, it wasn't that movie specifically. I, I actually don't think she was underage she was in another movie where she was underage and she played like a baby prostitute essentially um and then like she recently had a whole documentary thing come out about just like her insane yeah celebrity rise to like celebrity and and it sounds like she didn't maybe have the best time um didn't have the best time well you know what i mean no i do know what you mean that sounds (laughs) um it does not sound good no um, but Blue Lagoon is like a crazy film. Yeah. And like one that you would not be able to make today. Definitely not. And just like, and, but also like, I mean, we're not talking about Blue Lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> we will though. We, we do own it. To, we do own it. Um, but it is a crazy movie. Would not be made today. And the performances in it, I think, like definitely the first time I watched it as like a teen, I was like, oh, naked, sexy things. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Having watched it as an adult, I'm like, these performances are weirdly incredible. Yeah. And, like, the the subject matter is, like, weirdly well done. Anyway. Sure. When was the last time you watched it? Actually, not that long ago. Okay. I think, like, a, like, maybe, like, five months ago, we'll say. All right. All I right. was like, ooh, I want to watch Blue Good. Ooh. <laughs> I th- 
was watching, you know, it's probably, actually, it was probably around the time the Brooke Shields thing came out. Oh, yeah. And I was like, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Anyway, we're not talking about Blue Lagoon. It's Psycho time, baby. Psycho 2. So, Psycho 2. Psycho 2. It's the 80s. Right. We've jumped from the 60s? Yeah, 1960 is Psycho. To the 80s, which is a big, like... Genre jump, time period jump. Yeah, like yeah. clear through the seventies into the eighties. Like, like just thinking about how different those two decades are. Yeah, from the sixties, seventies, and yeah. then into the eighties. Yeah. It's like pretty wild. Yeah, it's like a weird. Because this happens all the time now, where like a, a sequel is made twenty years later. Right. But I think at the time it was probably pretty strange for him to like. It was probably a huge deal that, like, oh, Norman Bates is back and stuff. Yeah. This was one of the biggest movies of that decade, and now yeah. he's back or whatever. Um, but it is a very, very, very different movie from Psycho, if only because of the time. Yes. And you've, you're you into, you know, we talked about this a little bit with uh, Texas Chainsaw, but, like, now you're in, like, slasher world. Yes. Like, which you know, arguably, like, Psycho is the first of those, or at least, like, the mother uh, of those in a weird way. Yeah. But not, but it's not a slasher movie. It's not, yeah. It's truly not. And, and I feel like, exactly, with Psycho 2, they are, they are desperate. And Psycho 3, too, but... um, Psycho 3, too? Psycho 3, too, also. Also, And then... (laughs) Um, uh, They're really trying to make it a slasher movie, and it's... Not the most successful. You would say this movie's not the most successful. <laughs> That's a thing you're willing to go out on a limb and say. You know what? It is. I'm going to say that with my full chest. So, <laughs> so Psycho Two. Let's let's talk about it. So it's it's um, 22 years later. Norman Bates has just gotten out. Yes. Vera Miles, who played Lila Loomis in the first one, which is is she Marion Crane's sister? Is that it? So Janet Lee gets killed in the sorry. Janet Lee plays Marion Crane. Janet Lee gets killed in the shower in the first one. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Mm-hmm. And then her sister Lila, yes, is yes. looking for her. Yes, and she's back in this one. Yeah, uh, she's it's Vera Miles. She's back. She's in the courtroom saying, "How dare you let this man out?" She there's a lot of like there's a very it's kind of an interesting. Setup. I will it say. is, yeah, because the whole concept is that he's cured now. That he was insane when he committed those crimes, right? And insanity defense, right? And he's been cured, so now they're letting him out, right? And he he's paid for his crimes, he's paid his debt to society, right? And he's no longer a threat, and we're letting him out. And she's in the courtroom going, "The fuck, the fuck!" Like no, and also it's like it's Anthony Perkins, mm-hmm. and he looks. I mean, he has the same like haircut and the same affectations and all this stuff Mm -hmm. and so like you know in the 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 beginning of the movie is like oh this nice man trying to get on his feet yeah you know what i mean yeah and that's an interesting setup like you were a crazy you were a a crazy notorious killer right and you're out of prison 20 years later and you're trying to just like start up no trouble please yeah you know all this stuff and it's really it's it's fun to watch that kind of beginning bit of him getting back on his feet and him like like coming back into the world again i i sort of wish they had leaned into 
Because I think about this all the time, like listening to Serial, right? Yeah. For example, where you've got Adnan who went to jail in the 90s and did not get out of jail until now. So he went to jail in a time uh, like when not everyone had a cell phone. People had beepers. And now he is coming into a world where literally everyone has a computer in their pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like that is wild. That would fuck with you so hard and just like... Whoa. So I wish they had they didn't played. Do a lot of that, yeah. No, I wish they had played with that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's different changes from the 60s to the 80s, but like, I, I really wish they would have played with that a little bit That's more. That's a good point. I because I feel like also Anthony Perkins would have been really good at the kind of like terrified of it, like terrified well, of all of the change. Yeah. And, and there's a little bit of that, but I wanted them to do more. <laughs> right. And Anthony Perkins, I would say, first of all, Nothing but love to Anthony Perkins. Not, not but love. I would say sometimes successfully and sometimes not <laughs> successfully. He's playing Norman, and I think this is intentional, mm. still as a child. Yeah. And as a, like, you know, a guy who's been beaten down by his mother all, mm-hmm. the, all these years, whatever. And it's still very, it's still a very child. Like, in the, in the, in the, in Psycho, in 1960, he's in his 20s, I guess. Yeah. Something, you know, like maybe close to 30. And in this, he's in his 50s. Mm -hmm. And so it's a very different vibe of like a 50-year-old man who's very childlike, you know. Um, But so he gets out of jail. He goes back to the Bates Motel. Mm -hmm. Um, He's just trying to get back on his feet. Uh, His doctor is with him, who's played by Robert Loggia. Yeah. Which is a very funny... I can't. Th- the thing I always, the thing I associate Robert Loggia most now is he did this like guest run on The Sopranos, which was where he yeah. played a like, psychopath, <laughs> and like I, that's always the kind of thing I associate him with. Yeah, there's like, definitely some movie that I'm like, oh, that's what he's from. I don't know what it is, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I want to say he's in some kids movie, like he's in like yeah. Problem Child, or something yeah, exactly, like, that. like something mean? very stupid. But, but he's 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 like a he's a story actor, like he's not you know whatever. But um. But it's very funny that he's in this role of, like, a comforting doctor. And mm-hmm. he's, like, Norman's only friend in this. Yeah. Um, and so, I, so you know, it continues. Uh, he gets a job at a diner. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, you know, hearing his mother's voice sometimes. He's having weird moments around the right. house. Well, because someone has taken over the hotel. Someone has taken over managing the hotel. Right. And yeah. that is... Uh, so, Norman moves back into his house, but... Right. Someone else is managing the hotel. And right. it's that. Den- it's Dennis yeah. Farina. Yeah, No, exactly. not Dennis Farina. Dennis Franz. Yes. There who, you go. Um, from NYPD Blue. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> who plays uh, a really good slime ball. Like dirtbag. Yeah, yeah. Like a really good slime ball in yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, top 10 slime ball, I would say, <laughs> in all of cinema is Warren Toomey, who is played by <laughs> Dennis Franz in this. So he moves back in. He gets a job at the diner. Mm-hmm. He immediately kind of like has a connection with um, Mary, who's played by Meg Tilly. Yeah. You want to hear a fun fact about Meg Tilly? Yeah. Well, two uh, two fun facts, really. One, um, one, apparently, so Meg Tilly was not aware that Anthony Perkins was like a big deal. And there was like something... Where, like, people were on set and, like, everyone kept, like, or there were people trying to get on the set to see him, like, mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And he overheard her say something, like, 
I don't know why everyone's here for him. Like, why is he such a big deal? And then he, like, tried to get her fired, <gasps> even though they'd already shot half the movie. Oh, my God. So, like, he got real hurt Fifi's because she didn't know who he was. Okay. Um, second fun fact is that they wanted Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, uh, okay. Who is Janet Lee's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That would have been, been And I was like, I read that and I was like, what? But it was, and it was literally like the thing where Jamie Lee was like, I don't want to be a scream queen. Yeah. And she was like, no. At that point, she's bigger than, right. You know, but like, how fucking cool would that have been? It would have been cool. It would have been cool. Anyway, I will say Meg Tilly as this waitress who becomes like kind of the other main character in the movie. Yeah. Is, is pretty good and is like, is a different, a whole different kind of vibe than. Yeah. A lot of the acting in the movie, a lot of the acting also in Psycho 3, she's like not your typical kind of scream queen also. Yeah, totally. And I th- it's really um, neat to watch the two of them. Yeah. Because they're very different. They're very different. But and it's both- not like, oh, they, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? They vibe really well. No. What's the word I'm looking for, though? Not chemistry? vibe. Chemistry, sure. Like, it's not like a, oh, they have chemistry type of thing, but no. it's also not, like, um, necessarily butting heads. Yeah. It's just, it's a it's a weird vibe that the two of them give in every scene they're in, and I'm just like, yeah. I like this. It's weird. Yeah. You know? They both ha- they're both giving two very different performances, but they're, like, both wounded animals. Yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. So she's having a fight with her boyfriend. He invites her to come live in the house with her. Mm-hmm. He is like, oh, I'm having a dinner of sandwiches and milk. Which <laughs> is like, so strange. So weird. Um, and he's cutting the sandwich and there's shots of the knife and stuff. And then, I mean, I, I'm not going to go through the whole plot. Mm. No one wants that. No. But it's like, it just goes off the rails as he starts to hear more from his mother he's getting notes from his mother yeah someone's kind of like manipulating him mm-hmm. and then and into thinking that his mother is still around yeah there's like um there's you know he has a conflict with warren who's the guy who owns the hotel now yeah or runs the hotel now not owns yeah runs but it. and like they're in the diner and and warren is kind of like egging him on or something mm-hmm. and he's just like he keeps calling him psycho he keeps yeah. going go on psycho like oh you're psycho or whatever yeah. it's like that's not his like name from the right. mo- from the first movie <laughs> like it just there's like a joke from a i think it's from it's just like one of those sitcom jokes that like we used to say in the house all the time mm-hmm. and it's just like one joke from a TV show 40 years ago, 30 years ago that is stuck in my brain. Yeah. Is, I, th- I think it was like an Ellen DeGeneres sitcom. I can't remember what oh, it was God. called. Ellen, probably. Well, there was one before that that was called like, My Good Friends or like, oh. These Friends of Mine or something. <laughs> okay. And then it turned into Ellen. Anyway, mm-hmm. they're in a movie and they're watching a Die Hard movie and mm-hmm. someone is yelling at the screen, Run, Die Hard, Run! <laughs> as if his name is Die Hard. Yeah. Makes me laugh. Anyway, that's what that's what it felt like. <laughs> Interesting. Who can say? Yeah. Um, so, I would say the, the and and then there's twists about who about should we just spoil it? Do yeah, I think so. Here's your warning for spoilers ahead. If you are uh, planning to watch this film and don't <laughs> want it spoiled, yeah. Um, <laughs> is that it? Turns out Mary is actually the daughter of. Lila Loomis, the woman from the beginning, Marion Crane from the first movie, sister. Yes. And 
and that they are trying to manipulate Norman into committing committing another crime, crime so he'll, so go, that he'll go, go back, back to, to jail. jail. The plan and is loose. Is very <laughs> stupid. They both both of them are dressing up uh like mother and driving him crazy and and you know um setting up mother's room like she's still living there and then taking it down when Before, he tries yeah. to show someone and well, they lock him in the attic at uh, one point. Yeah, it's real weird. They lock him in the attic and then go downstairs and murder the yeah the kids, the kids who are like who are making sex out in the, ba- yeah. in the basement yeah yeah it's very strange yeah i, I wrote down because they there's a point where he goes in and he sees that his mother's room is now all made up like mm-hmm. um it was before yeah and then he like goes crazy and he's like oh my god my mother's back yeah and then he comes back like after he gets locked in the attic for a little bit and he comes back and tries to show people and the room isn't made yeah. up anymore. It's like it was. Yeah. And like all I'm thinking about is how much effort it takes to like redress a room <laughs> like that. Like we just had like a like like we just had like a, a party in the house oh, yeah. for our kid. And yeah. like the amount of days it took. <laughs> To just like clean up the house. All right, and, like, just like put things get away. The dining room ready. Yeah. And not like decorate even just to like <laughs> get it put like stuff where it goes yeah anyway, whatever you need like a moving company <laughs> um yeah so yeah psycho 2 uh i don't know man it's like not good it's not good but it's not nothing right. i would say there's like a, you got anthony perkins you do have anthony perkins you have which meg is tilly yeah you have like, you have a lot of good, like, stuff Bones. in it. And a lot of weird stuff in it. I think the thing is... Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. I think the thing is... Uh-huh. It's not gonna be Psycho. Right. We know this. Right. And the the it's like the whole project of making a sequel to Psycho without Alfred Hitchcock. That That is exactly what I was just gonna say. Oh, go for it. No, it's I just literally my, my one note that, like is not just, like, dumb shit, is, like, it feels like a really poor attempt at copying Hitchcock's style, which is a huge misstep. Yeah. Just do your own thing and bring it, again, embrace the time lapse that has happened. Embrace it fully. And that doesn't even necessarily mean make a slasher, but you can take Psycho and bring it into what the genre is now. Yeah. And I think they tried to do that, but there's also like, like there's just, there's like shots that are like, Oh, you're literally just trying to ape Hitchcock right now. Yeah. Don't do that. And I'm not even trying to say like, Oh, you can't touch Hitchcock, man. But like, it's so, his stuff is so stylized and so specific. Don't do that. Right. And the, the, uh, like the, she even goes and takes a shower. Yeah. And like gets, does she get attacked in the shower? I can't remember. No, she gets watched in the shower. That's what it was. But, and like, you know, there's shots in that which are like, and I was like, no, don't do a shower again. Right. Like do something else. Right. Should be like a wave pool or something. (laughs) (laughs) Psycho with a wave pool? Psycho with a wave pool. Instead of a shower? Um, But yeah, I mean, I would say, and the movie is like also weird because the first film is like, the first, the whole point of it, not the whole point of it, but mm-hmm. one of the main things about it mm-hmm. is you follow Janet Lee. It's Janet Lee's movie. And then 
all of a sudden it's not. Right. And that was, at the time, fucking insane. Right. You know like what I mean? Janet like, Lee's first build, like, she's on the posters. Right. You think, like, oh, I'm going to watch a Janet Lee movie. And then it's right. like, mm, just And kidding. I'm going to watch this, like, movie star. Yeah. Exactly. And then the movie star is not in the movie anymore. And, like, right. what is happening? Right. And so the audience is, like, fully off kilter. You know, like, wait, I don't know what this movie is anymore. And I'm... And where are we going? And what's yeah. it? Um, it I, I don't. I'm not comparing these two movies, but the thing that just occurred to me. I mean, I am comparing them, <laughs> but I'm not saying like quality wise they're the same or anything. Sure. But it just talking about it reminds me a lot of Barbarian. Okay. Where like you think you, the, you think you, you're you don't watching know, one. You thing, think you're yeah. watching one thing, then all of a sudden you're watching something fully different. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? Where am and I? That, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, and that lends to the, like, horror of it all. Right. Of, of, you, of you feeling like you don't know right. what's going on. Right. And all of which is to say, in this one, it's like, you kind of know exactly what's going on the entire time. There's the one twist about who Mary is. Right. Um, but besides that, it's just kind of, like, from Norman's POV. Like, you know, the first one, like... Someone, like, it almost should have been, maybe, maybe this would have been bad, but um, more from Meg's point of view, like, the whole movie, like, start with her. Mary? Oh, yeah. I was, yeah, Mary. Okay. Played by Meg Tilly. Meg Tilly, yeah, okay. Um, like, start with her, her life, and then she, like, Norman Bates comes in later. Yeah. As a thing, and it's yeah. like, or something. I don't quite know, but it, it's just a weird, it's not great. Yeah. And it's not terrible. Right. And there's enough in it that's interesting to... I would recommend it if you really like Psycho. It's not like a waste of time. Mm. You would not. <laughs> <laughs> Which is valid. Um, okay, so anyway, let me look at my notes. Yeah, I was like, my the rest of my dumb notes are... I wrote down the cheese sandwich scene, and now yeah. I can't remember what that was. No, he, he really lays it on the... They're, they're, he's in the kitchen with Mary, and he's like... Or no, he's in the bedroom, I think. Yeah, I was like, I don't think about, it's that first scene where he's like, no. a sandwich and a glass of milk. There's something about, like, he's like, I Toasted really love... cheese sandwich. Yes! He gives it this monologue yes. about how his mother oh essentially God. was abusive. Right. But he found there were moments where she showed love for him, and it was all about the toasted cheese sandwiches. Yeah. And the toasted cheese sandwiches were the, the symbol of... And he just kept saying toasted cheese sandwiches, toasted which is like... Toasted cheese sandwich. Maybe it's a regional thing. I don't know. Grilled cheeses. No, it's a grill. I mean, like regional so far as like in America, we say grilled cheese. <laughs> like they're called like toasties in other countries. Right. But. Right. But he re- that is that monologue. It's like, oh, they're fucking going for it. Like, <laughs> really? We're like, going and Anthony for Perkins, it. Anthony Perkins like lays it on the line. Yeah. Like, um, um, there's, you know. Oh, uh, f- another fun fact. So there's a, a part when he first comes back into the house where he kind of has a flashback to his mother abusing him as a child. And there's like a reflection in the doorknob of him as a child. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's, uh, Anthony Perkins son, Oz. Oh yeah. Who's in legally blonde. Yeah. And is also a director now. He's directed some movies. Oh yeah. There you go. That's interesting. Fun fact. That's a good fact. (laughs) Um, I also wrote down just in big letters in my notes. It just says long. It was a long movie. Oh my God. It's long. Yeah. I wrote, there's so much movie after the reveal. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> and, like, yeah, there's a couple of, I wrote down, they're trying for Hitchcock a couple times. Um, 
<laughs> I wrote yeah. tense. I'm sorry, I'm like trying to. No, parse the, these my notes. notes are like what? Um, I wrote down in the because then there's this other plot line mm. that I'm gonna be honest, I didn't quite. There's a there's a bigger reveal at the end of the movie. Oh yeah. Which I had. So I watched this a couple months ago, mm-hmm. not knowing we were going to do it. Yeah. I would have saved it. <laughs> I would have not watched it twice, twice? in three months. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and I, the whole movie, I'm like, I don't think I've seen this movie before. And then it gets to the final scene. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I've definitely seen this scene before. Because I remember like seeing it as a child mm-hmm. and being like, what? And the final scene is, spoiler alert again, Yeah, is... That this old, after, so, okay, so after everything's done, they've pinned all the murders, even the ones, like, that the mother and Norman, and because Norman goes crazy and starts killing people, right? No, and then, I don't think Norman, does Norman actually kill anyone? Well, in the very end, well, he's, he kills, he's trying to kill her. He's yeah, trying he's kill trying Mary. to kill her, and he kills um her mother, Mary's right. mother. But, and then, But yeah. then they're like, oh, well, that's because, or they might not even have found the mother. I'm going to be honest, I... I don't remember. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Well, she's in the in the coal bin, right? Yeah, in the coals so, by the fire. Yeah. I'm going to be honest is that I fully, like, don't remember what the yeah. actual reveal is. But I remember that it all gets pinned on uh, Mary's character in the end. She gets killed by the cops. Yeah. And it, it all gets... Oh, because she dresses up as... Sorry. I she's dressed up as mother she to try up, and, like, shake him out of it. Right. Yeah. To try to shake him out of his psychosis. Yeah. And then they shoot her. Yeah. Great. Cool. Glad we got to the bottom of it. <laughs> Did we? So then it's all wrapped up in a neat little bow. The cops are like, Norman, we're so sorry yeah. that we bothered like, you. Like, we, we should have trusted you, Norman. Right, and he's fully off the deep end now. Yeah. And then this other old woman shows up. Yep. And, and <laughs> this is the last scene. She comes into the kitchen, sits down. He asks, would you like to share some of my toasted cheese sandwich? Yeah, I was like, gives her a sandwich. Gives her a toasted <laughs> cheese sandwich. And then it's revealed that... And I didn't remember that she worked in the diner. Oh, yeah. I fully didn't Like, pick while up you were it. watching? Yeah, while I was oh, watching. Oh, I did. Until they talk about it in Psycho 3, I did not remember this. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah. just, like, a random old woman who showed no. up. I, I'm, I, my memory, my, <laughs> I think I talked about this when we were doing Friday the 13th, where I was like, I have to take notes. I was like, blue hat. Like, I gotta remember <laughs> yeah. who is who. Yeah. Um, it's like memento up in here, every movie. Uh, she shows up and reveals that, who, Norma Bates, who was mother, yes, is not Norman's real mother. Right. This woman is. Yep. And she had Norman out of wedlock or something and went to an insane asylum. Yeah, Norma Bates was her sister. Norma Bates was her sister. Yes. Yes. And this woman is there to reveal that she's actually Norman's mother yeah. and all this stuff. And then Norman kills her with a shovel. Yeah. Right. That's the end of the movie. I had definitely seen that part before. I think for okay. a while I thought that was like psych like I before I saw Psycho for real, I thought that was like the main thing in Psycho. Really? Yeah. Anyway. Um so that is crazy. What was the point of bringing that up? I can't remember. Just that it has a crazy ending. There's another crazy yeah. yeah. I like that ending. That's fun. Yeah, it's a good ending. Yeah. It's look, it's not a it's it's kind of just just okay this movie it's like yeah it's too long it is too long long. and there are the bones are there yeah but again you have this opportunity like you've been given this gift of like oh i get to take psycho like one of the most beloved horror movies ever right 
and you 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 didn't do great. You goofed it. You'd you say? goofed it. You fumbled. Fumbled the bag. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Psycho two. Psycho two. Um, I have a really really hard question for you. Though. Yeah. Um, and like, listen, if you can't do it, it's okay. Like, you're still a very manly man, and no one will think less of you. But what's the connection between these two films? I'm glad you asked. It was a tough research project, but we yeah. found it. Yeah. Um, so a lot of connections. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was interesting to look at who, how many, because when we started Psycho 3, I was like, oh, this is going to be a whole new situation. Sure. Um, but it was, they really like the continuity between Psycho 2 and Psycho 3, like they're really, they really work well back to back. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Um, Anthony Perkins as Norman, obviously. Virginia Gregg as the voice of mother is in both and is also the voice of mother in Psycho, the first one. Really? Yeah. So that I think is interesting. That is actually interesting. Uh, Lee Garlington as Myrna. Diner woman, maybe? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I think you looked her up at one point because you recognized her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hugh Gillen as Sheriff Hunt. Mm-hmm. He's Hugh Gillen as Sheriff Hunt. There's like a lot of Sheriff Hunt. There's a lot of Sheriff Hunt. In both Hunt. these movies. Robert Allen Brown as Statler, which is maybe a deputy or something. Yeah. And then um, a lot of stunt people and yeah. like art department and stuff and like that. And the cook, too, from the diner. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Anyway. So lots of connections. Lots of repeats. Yeah. Um, Psycho 3, from 1986, directed by Anthony Perkins. Bam! Bam, interesting. Mic drop! Uh, IMDb summary, Norman Bates falls in love with a fallen nun who stays at the Bates Motel alongside a drifter and a curious reporter. Meanwhile, mother, in quotation marks, is still watching. Oh my god. So now I will say, (laughs) here's cards on the table. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready for the cards. Psycho 2 mm-hmm. is like a, okay, all right, they tried some things, there's some interesting stuff in here, whatever. Yeah. Psycho 3 is fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of liked it a lot more than Psycho 2. Wow, okay, okay. For that reason. It was just okay. like off the wall. That's true. Wild. and That's true, it really was I off think the wall. I, I went, it went further just cuckoo town yeah and i enjoyed it a lot more than psycho 2 yeah yeah okay okay (laughs) i hear you i hear you it was it's kooky we gotta we gotta kick it off though with the way that we kicked off this movie which was it opens with just a woman screaming there is no god over black yeah like that's what it is and both of us kind of went like huh And then furiously started scribbling. (laughs) What a way to start a movie. What a way to start a movie. Just a woman shrieking. There is is no no God. God. And then fade up on who the woman is. She's a nun. She's a nun. She's a nun. The cold open of this movie. I almost don't want to spoil it because it's crazy. (laughs) Like like I had no idea what I was walking into. I'd never seen this before. Yeah, me either. I was like, oh, I think I saw Psycho 3. No, I definitely didn't see this movie before. (laughs) I had like I would I would if you're interested I would just go watch it cold. Yeah. I think I've already spoiled too much. Yeah. But if you're not interested, we're about to talk about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's a nun. Mm. She has decided there is no God. Her name is Maureen. Mm-hmm. 
she is trying to kill herself. She's trying to jump off of the bell tower. Right, jump off the bell tower. She is being chased by the other nuns who are screaming at her. Right, they're trying to stop her, but... With a lot of shame involved. Yeah, like, you'll it's go not to hell, like, don't, like yeah, yeah, it's not like, don't do this, you, you gotta live, blah, then, blah, blah, But it's like, that's, you know, a sin to commit suicide, so. Exactly. Yeah. Then, in her trying to kill herself by throwing herself off, she accidentally knocks another nun off. That nun falls and dies. That nun smacks her head on the bell. Yeah. And then falls to her death. Falls to her death. <laughs> then... We have screaming nuns. <laughs> Who have responded, look what you've done. Look what you've done. <laughs> then we cut. And you're. I was like, oh, now she'll try to kill herself. No, then we cut. This nun has her suitcase packed. She's leaving. She's out. She's like, you know what? <laughs> what a day. What a day it's been. You leave on a high note. Oh, my god. She's literally like, all right, ladies, hey. Well, my work here is done. Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Let's not get hung up on who accidentally killed who by (laughs) knocking them off during a suicide attempt. Like, I'll see you girls later. Oh, my gosh. Incredible cold open. Yeah. Incredible. Wild. Wild. Absolutely wild. This is Maureen, the young nun. She's played by Diana Scarwood. Yes, who I was watching and I was like, I know this actress. Why do I know this actress? And it's because she plays the older version of Christine in Mommy Dearest. Which oh, is Oh, there you go. Mwah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so she starts hitchhiking, she gets hit picked up by Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Duke, Je- please. His oh, friends yeah. call him Duke. His friends call him Duke. Um, don't touch his guitar. Watch the guitar. The, wa- yeah, watch the guitar, right. Uh he's played by Jeff Fahey. Mm-hmm. Who was in The Lawnmower Man, I what? remember. That's like, uh, anyway, whatever. I don't know what Je- that is. <laughs> it's a Stephen King. Oh, movie. you it's said like, it like I would know what it was. It's a famously like horrendous 90s movie. All right. Uh, starring Pierce Brosnan and Jeff Fahey. Right. And it's like, it also uses a lot of very, it's like a horror movie that uses a lot of like very, very early CGI. Anyway, whatever. It's terrible. Weird. Um, he They get stuck in a rainstorm. He tries to rape her in the car. She, I mean a gentle rape. Uh, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna apologize for. for I'm not that. apologizing, <laughs> but but to lay out like he tries to rape her in the car, it just sounds like more intense than what was happening. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not excusing <laughs> it. But he like you know he like kisses her and she's like what are you doing and then like he won't stop and she like pushes him off of her and then gets out of the car and he's like what are you doing idiot get back in the car and she's yeah. like no. Give me my suitcase. Exactly. But it's not good. I'm not saying it's good. I'm I'm not not defending the rapist. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying to just like blurt it out. Sorry. (laughs) That he tries to rape her in the car. It sounds like last house on the left, which is not what is happening here. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a pressure situation. It's no good. Yes. Um, she gets out, she walks all night, whatever, finds herself at the Bates Motel. Yes. Our old stomping. Well, finds herself at the diner. Asks for oh, right. somewhere close by that's cheap to stay. Right. I forgot then, about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Norman is doing taxidermy. He is. Which. But um, by doing taxidermy, we mean poisoning the birds with seeds so that yeah. they die and then collecting them and then cutting them open and stuffing them with yeah. sand. 
This guy's weird. Sawdust. This guy's weird, man. Yeah. Ew, <laughs> ew, 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 oh, yeah. ew, ew. And he's like scooping up the sawdust and putting it in the dead bird. And then he takes the same spoon and scoops up peanut butter and puts it on a cracker and eats it. What the fuck, bro? You hated that. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> and then uh, Duke shows up, the uh, date rapist from the car. Yes. Um, with his guitar. He has a very... He and Norman have... It's like they're two robots speaking to each other. This <laughs> long conversation where Norman eventually hires him as like kind of a handyman slash It's counter. like the manager, the day manager. Yeah, day manager there yeah. or whatever. Um, and then, sorry, I'm just like, the, the plots of these are so weird. So he hires him and then he Norman goes to the diner to pick up food. And that's right. when he sees Maureen. Right. And she, quote, looks exactly like... Oh, right. Janet Lee, right. even though she doesn't at all. She just has short blonde hair. Right. And um, her initials are MC, yes. which are on her yes. suitcase. And he, so he starts So he starts out. losing He's his bugging. mind, thinking that she's come back to life. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's also a reporter who's bothering Norman at mm. the diner who's, like, investigating people who use the insanity defense. Yeah. And so... And have gotten out. Right, so you've got these different threads of, like, Dwayne Duke, the nun, the suicidal nun, <laughs> the reporter, Norman, our, the sheriff is still around. The sheriff's still there. We love him. Yep. Um, and the, Norman starts to get, like, weirdly obsessed with the nun. Yeah. She comes back to the hotel. Uh, Dwayne puts her in cabin one, right? Yeah. And Which is the cabin. Right, the, the, the famous cabin. Yeah. And um, Norman, he's just doing, Anthony Perkins is doing this weird stuff where he, like, is, like, looking at her while she goes in. And he's kind of, like, there's a post. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There's a shot where he kind of, like, drifts by the post and, like, is staring at her. Right. As if, like, she can't see him behind the post. Yeah, exactly. As if he's hiding. <laughs> um, he also has a flashback to the shower scene, but Maureen is subbed in for Janet Lee for yeah. one part. And there's, like, weird, like, chanting going on. Yeah. And there's even, like, a record scratch. <laughs> like, like, what? Like, it's very strange. There's a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm like, what happens in this movie? So then what happens <laughs> You is gotta help he, me out. You have to help so me out. So he is weirdly obsessed with her. He's watching her. He is basically given. He gives Duke the nights off. He says, "I don't mind working at night." Oh yeah, very creepily. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Duke's like, "Great, that sounds awesome. I'm gonna go to the bar." And uh, then Maureen is in her hotel room. She's clearly very still, like very upset. Still, she goes to take a shower. Right. I have a real bone to pick with this scene too because the, he's watching her through the little peephole. Right. Like take off her clothes to walk to the shower and they've obviously gotten a body double which is fine but this body double has not done any of the it's like they didn't tell her what movie she was in or yeah. what character she was playing because she thinks she's she in like shoe diaries slinking off her bra and dropping on the floor and like sashaying to the shower and i'm like <laughs> this woman is like suicidal right. and very upset that she just killed a nun this morning like right. what are you talking about yeah, yeah. anyway it annoys me so watches her go to the shower and then goes in dressed as mother to kill her 
right. again because he's like, oh, it's Janet Lee. Right, Marion Crane. Marion yeah. Crane. I was like, Jesus, what's her name? Uh, goes in to kill her, but uh-oh, you're too late. She's already slit her wrists right. in the bathtub. Yeah. So then he saves her, and she has this whole hallucination, thinks that he's the Virgin Mary. Right. Saves her. So then she, it kind of gets obsessed with him as well. Right. It's And, like, there's the hospital scene where they're talking, and I remember just, I wrote down, like, this is weird, man. Like, this is a suicidal nun. (laughs) And, like, she's, she is, like, oh, I've found someone who understands me and who I like. And it's Norman fucking Bates. (laughs) And it's. The despair of that is, if you think about it, if you take a step back from this weird movie, like, Mm -hmm. a suicidal person who, like, finds hope and then their hope is a serial killer. Right. Is, like, that's like a, that's like the saddest story I've ever heard in my life. Absolutely. And the despair of it is overwhelming. Yeah. (laughs) And yet, that's just, this is what Psycho 3 is. Right. And here's the thing, though, because they did this in Psycho 2 as well, where they just, like... Pretended that Anthony Perkins is not an old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, because they essentially start dating for a minute. Yeah. And she's like in her 20s. Yeah. She's, she's a young t- nun. That's a young nun. That's a young nun. <laughs> and he is at best in his 40s He's in this mid-50s, movie. He's 50s, I think. Yeah. No, absolutely. But I'm saying like, if we're going to say that in Psycho, he was in his 20s. Right. And he went to jail for 20 years. And and now it's been a few years since. Right. So you could get away with pretending he's mid-40s. He right. doesn't look mid-40s. No, especially in this one. They, he changed his hair in this yeah, one. Yeah, he like almost buzzed it. Yeah. It's weird. It's like he had like the same haircut in Psycho 2. And in this one, it's like spiky. Yeah. A little bit. Which I feel like is a real misstep. I think so too. It um, looks 80s. It looks... It looks trashy in the way that this movie is weird and trashy. Right. So it kind of works, but I... Well, there's something about preserving the character of, like, like you said, he acts like a child, he acts like a boy. There's something about preserving that childlikeness. Yeah. And part of that is keeping your look. Like, you wouldn't... You just well, wouldn't. exactly. And it just makes you think, like... This is how Mother liked my hair. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it just makes you think that at some point, Norman Bates was like, I'm going to switch my hair up. Right. I'm going to go to the barber. Right. And it's like... What? Norman Bates wouldn't do that. No. Not my Norman Bates. Not my Norman Bates. So, then there's this weird... So, Dwayne Duke is at the bar, and he picks up a girl, and they're... He, he brings her back to his hotel room, and there's this very strange... Yeah. Like, sex scene that I, again, I don't, this gets thrown around a lot, mm-hmm. and I don't mean to throw around a cliche, mm-hmm. but it is it is actually very David Lynchian, this, like, yeah. this, like, sex scene that they have, because, like, she's, there's, like, weird jazz music playing, um, he, she's, like, licking her fingertips in a weird way, he's got these lamps that he's, like, yeah, like playing with. kind of like lighting her with, but he's yeah. also like cut out pictures from like a nudie magazine right. and stuck them up all over the walls and on the lamps and shit. It's right. weird. It's like a very like arch, strange, like supposed to be sexy, but just unsettling scene. Yeah. Anyway, so there's that stuff. And then it kind of like, there's also this subplot going on where or this kind of like thing they're building to where like the home co- the big homecoming game is coming up. Yeah. And apparently all these people are 
homecoming, like all these like old alumni of the local high school. Yeah. And they're all staying at the Bates Motel. Yeah. And when they said that, when they say that early on, they're like, oh, a bunch of people are coming to stay later. I was like, oh, we're getting into like slash, like slash. Teens like, this at is the Friday hotel. The 13th yeah. Now. Yeah. The teens are coming to the hotel. Yeah. And there's a Norman Bates on the loose. Like, yeah. That sounds like I'm in. <laughs> That's like full slasher. Like, let's go. Yeah. And it's so funny that these movies, like, they they can't just be that. They have to do all this weird psychological stuff that is sometimes really fun to watch and sometimes is like, what is happening? Like, yeah. Why is this nun? Why are we with this nun? <laughs> why, like, why? We spend so much time with the nun and the priest. Yeah. There's, like, a priest also. Who's also a psychiatrist. Yeah, right. Weird. What? <laughs> so then the one girl who Duke was fucking gets killed in the phone booth. Right. And that's like a real, that I felt like, okay, they thought about this. Mm. They were like, we're going to do a kill. Mm-hmm. We're going to make it kind of shower like. Yeah. But we're not going to do the shower. Yeah. We're going to try something. Is it the fucking shower scene? Is it that successful? No. No. But is it not bad for a kill in a slasher movie? Sure. You see the, the part that got me in that kill mm. was her feet. On oh, yeah. the ground, like grinding into the glass. Yeah. Ooh, rough. Ugh, rough, rough stuff. So she gets killed. There's all this stuff with Maureen and the priest, which actually reminded me of The Exorcist a lot. Oh, yeah. Just because it's like Catholic imagery and stuff. It's like, this movie's very concerned with Catholicism. Sort of. Yeah. Um, then the reporter is investigating Spool, who is the woman who revealed herself as Norman's real mother at the end of Psycho 2, mm-hmm. and goes to Spool's apartment, which she tracks down, where Spool has a picture of herself up on the mantle. <laughs> oh, on the mantle. Only Much, picture in the place. As we all do. Right, exactly. Um, then the teens show up. They're not teens. They're, like, in their 40s. They're, they're alumni, people, yeah, yeah. They're alumni. But there's, like, a woman who gets killed on the toilet. Yeah. That was a pretty good kill. That was a good kill. It was a good kill, but it ends... But it, it feels so out of place, though. It does. And then there's there's also a weird moment at the end of that kill where, like, the mother then slashes the toilet paper roll and leaves a little toilet paper on the woman. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. But it's like, the, she's as she's falling off the toilet, she grabs the toilet paper roll, and it's like her hand is stuck on it. And like mother like slices off the toilet oh, okay. paper. That's I think was the was what it was supposed to be. Yeah, but it didn't really work. It yeah, was just yeah, like yeah. a weird like, why are you stabbing the toilet paper? Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's the scene with the bloody ice where <sighs> mother is hiding the bodies in the ice machine. She's hiding the bathroom kill in the ice machine. Yeah. And the the sheriff is like, oh my god, it's so hot. Opens the ice machine, grabs some ice. Without looking at without it. Without looking at it. But what doesn't make any fucking sense is he pops one of the bloody ice cubes in his mouth. A, you would taste that. B, everyone's looking at him. He's got blood all over his hands and his lips now. Right, exactly. And no one says anything. No one says like, anything. Like, what? There's like four people there talking to him. Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. Um... So then you've got all these different threads going on. I mean, it's there's the thing the thing that this movie also does that the other movies kind of avoid mm-hmm. is like I don't maybe I'm forgetting something, but I don't think in Psycho 2. Mm-hmm. Obviously the whole thing is like about Norman's like repressed sexuality. Sure. Stuff. Yeah. You know the whole thing in the first one in this in in these. Yeah. 
I, but I don't, it's like a weird thing where you don't, he doesn't, it doesn't feel like he's in tune with it at all. Sure. Like it feels like it's all subconscious for him in a weird way. Like he's angry at these women. Yeah. Cause mother's angry at them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel like he like wants to fuck for lack of a better word. Yeah. Like he's, well in this one a little bit though. That's what I'm saying. Is that oh, like, okay. in the other ones, it always feels like it's like a, it's so repressed that the only way he can get it out is violence. Or right. Like he doesn't even know what these feelings are. He thinks that they're murderous feelings exactly. and it's not, it's horny. He and in this one, he's like, or something. in this one, he's horny. Yeah. In this one, he's like, he like kisses the one dead body <sighs> and yeah. he, you know, he's like cradling it. And oh, I remember. It. And there's one part, I can't remember, but he's like looking at naked pictures on a table Somewhere, maybe in Duke's room. Yeah. Um, so in this one, it's like he's more just like horny. Yeah. <laughs> which is weird. Very and I weird. Think kind of a misstep, honestly. Yeah. Or like, or they should have done something more with it, and like, it felt like they didn't earn it. Like earn he needed it. a yeah. discovery of yeah, some sort. Exactly. Um, but maybe it's all because the nun is kind of into him. Right. I don't know, it's weird. Um, then. Weirdly, spoiler alert for this, mm-hmm. in a way, like, Maureen dies, the nun dies kind of unceremoniously. Yeah, but, like, accidentally. Right. She get she's, like, confronting Norman, and then she gets pushed down the stairs, which is, like, pushing down the stairs is a big psycho thing, because it's in the yeah. first one. Yeah. And she, her head gets pierced on a Cupid's arrow statue. Cupid's statue, arrow, yeah. Statue. A statue. Statue. It's a Cupid's statue. <laughs> so, and she dies, and which is strange, especially yeah. considering who ends up like living. Yeah. Which is the reporter. Yeah. Like the reporter. I don't care about the reporter. No. The nun. She sucks. The nun. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, uh, yeah, this movie, I, uh, I hear what you're saying about it goes balls to the walls and you kind of like it. Yeah. I could get on board with that, but this movie was so goofy. It was goofy, yeah. So goofy. And I, I don't know, maybe I just wasn't in the right mood. Yeah. Or something, because I see what you're saying. I liked it more than Psycho 2, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. I was kind of, but I I was kind of feeling like, they're both the same. They're both bad. (laughs) But I Um, guess, like, yeah, I don't know. And I will say this movie actually, the part in the end where Norman actually puts on the mother outfit mm-hmm. and is stalking oh yeah the we reporter. we get a shot of him like fully in the mother outfit right and like is stalking the reporter and is coming up the stairs yeah and I was like is his did he like darken his face with makeup or something because it like oh, it maybe. looks like like it looks like. You just, you, it's like a very strange. Or was it just lighting? It, yeah, very well could have been lighting. Um, I'm not trying to cancel. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm just saying, because there was one shot where it looked like horrifying, where it looked yeah. like the shot at the end of Psycho. Right. But um, like, but, and then the shot after that, it was more just kind of like cloaked in darkness. Well, there's, there's just the one where he's coming up the stairs and you, it's like you just see his eyes. Yeah. Was... Like, I was like, oh, I'm, that's legitimately scary to me. Yeah. Like, which is not a thing I've felt in any of these movies. Even no. Even in the first one, really. Like, I don't. Yeah, exactly. I love Psycho, but it doesn't scare me at all. Yeah. 
And in this one, like, that was, like, a moment where I was like, oh, You're not, oh. like, a woman, though, going to a hotel by yourself. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, no, I mean, like, the idea, whatever, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but that that was, like, a new, I was like, oh, that's, I'm, I'm wigged out by that yeah. shot. It was a good shot. It was a good shot. So, yeah. like, kudos to Psycho 3. Kudos to Anthony Perkins. Yeah, kudos to... Both acting and directing. Exactly, exactly. Um... This is actually a lot like the Exorcist franchise, I would say, in that there's a one movie that is a stone cold classic. Yeah. And then there's a second one that is like, what? <laughs> and then there's a third one for me, uh-huh. where the third Exorcist movie and the third Psycho movie are both like weird, cool, <laughs> okay. And then there's like then the fourth one I haven't seen of the Psycho franchise, and the fourth one is actually two movies, and the... We don't need to get into it, it's fine. You digress. I digress. Um, yeah, I mean, I you know, I think we've said it already, but it looks like we're getting rid of Psycho 2 and keeping Psycho 3, although... Well, here's the issue. <laughs> they're all on the same disc. They are all on one disc. So we just it pledge to never watch Psycho 2 ever again. It is a disc with we'll Psycho scr- 2. We'll scratch that one part of the disc, right. that ring. It is a disc with Psycho 2, Psycho 3, Psycho 4, the beginning, and then the TV like aborted pilot for Bates Motel, not the Freddie Highmore right. Vera Hargama, Vargama, Vargama Bates Motel, but the Bud Court and Lori Petty Bates Motel. What? Bud Court, who is, of course, Harold from Harold and Maude. Oh, Lori of course. Lori Petty from League of Their Own. Sure. Bates Motel from the 80s pilot. Whoa. So that disc, I'm not getting rid of that disc. That's a that look. That's like a that's like the Library of Alexandria or whatever. It's true. It's true. But we are ceremoniously voting Psycho Two off the island for sure. Yeah, I don't know how we we pledge to never watch it again. Never watch Psycho Two again. Okay, great. I love that. All right, here and now. Great. We'll do that. Um, Really quickly before we wrap up, do you remember when we watched Psycho and it got to that ending shot and our dog Doofus like freaked out? Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, where he I'll was... try and find the video of it because it's just like, it's just it was just so funny because he's like a fairly laid back dog. Yeah. Like I mean he's crazy, like hyper and wants to play all the time. But right. he's not like he's like he's very friendly with people he doesn't know. Like he just wants to, to love on you and give you kisses and you know run with you and whatever. Yeah. And that last shot of Anthony Perkins comes up on the TV and he's like chilling and he gets up and he's like growling at yeah, the tv it was so funny i'll try and find the clip because uh, it was very funny that was funny yeah all right all right psycho 3 is wild y'all <laughs> i kind of want to watch psycho 4 the beginning now oh i do not okay great you should feel free to do that though i love that for you great perfect so much hey what's next next week next week the 24th, we've got Coraline versus Zombieland. Nice. Fun. Nice. We're out of the 80s. We're in the year 2009, both of those. So. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Great. Wow. What a year. I love that. Yeah. Wow. We're speeding right through the spooky season, man. We really are. Can't believe it. Christmas will be here before you know it. <laughs> well. 
<laughs> all right. Hey, listen, thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all the places. We got the Insta, we got the Twitter, we got the Gmail, we got the World Wide Web, and I hope that you uh, don't accidentally kill someone else when you're trying to kill yourself. That feels like it would be really rough. Lordy be. You know what I mean? Dark. Also, like, please don't kill yourself. We need you here. We love please you. Please don't. Please don't. We love you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Come back Jesus. next week. Jesus Christ. Come back next week and see who survives. Jesus Christ. DVD, DVD Deathmatch. Death oh, you know what? forgot to do i meant to start this episode making a comment about how our like evergreen opening says every other week because we switched it to every other week i don't think anyone cares nope but it's bothering me you can do it next week if you remember yeah if i remember